Welcome to the BC Powercast, episode 45. I'm your host, Black Six, and I'd like to thank you all for downloading the show. This month, we start things off with the continuation of our staff interview series when I sit down and talk to Forum Leader Makaru. Then, Windrider joins us for this month's How to BZP, where you ask the questions. After that, Gatanui comes on to talk about the Legends of Chima TV series that's been airing this year. And then we close things out with a dramatic reading of Bionicle comic number four provided by Holly Husky and Janice. It may not sound like much, but you're going to be here for a while, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So it's time again for another staff interview. This time, BZ Power Form Leader Rikaru joins us to be the subject of this Inquisition. How's it going? I'm, I, I wasn't expecting this. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. That, 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 I love pandering. Let's, let's do more of that. <laughs> All right. So we have a, a whole, whole lot of questions here. So many questions. Yes. What, why, why? No, not me. <laughs> I, there's no reason I should have this many questions. You're so loved. Clearly. All right. So first up, Paleo asks, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Hey, Paleo. Glad you asked. My favorite flavor of ice cream is Rocky Road. I love those chocolate chunks and unusual little bits of chocolate in there. And just, oh, it's, it's a mess of wonderful. <laughs> All right. We've got a few up from Flurdrick Forgotten One next. His first is, what is your favorite kind of cake? Apparently desserts um, is a popular theme. I, yeah. Um, if you, I'm going to spoil my appetite for the rest of this interview. Um, my favorite kind of cake would have to be... Uh, uh, I'm going to actually go with Black Forest. All right. Sounds Given a tasty. choice, that's what I usually go with. Ooh, or a chocolate mousse. Wait, aren't they like an endangered species up there? Oh, um, no. You you can't endanger this species. They're, they're <laughs> pretty, they're, they thrive quite nicely. Good to Pun, know. Pun, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your favorite car that you would like to drive down a highway at over 100 miles per hour? That would be karma because I would need a lot of it because I don't drive. And if I'm driving any car 100 miles an hour, I'm going to need a lot of that to not die. Oddly enough, the 25-year-old dude that you're talking to right now doesn't have a car. Huh. Imagine that. That is interesting. I, although I, I got to say, even though I can't fit into it, uh, I've always been a fan of the uh, Porsche 911. The, the, the those are style. pretty beautiful, yeah. They're, they're nice, they're powerful, and as dorky as this is, uh, it started with um, a Transformer. Uh, one of my favorite Transformers is Jazz, and uh, the old uh, Jazz uh, transformed into a, a Porsche 911. And I kind of just kind of had a fondness for that kind of car. Gotta love the G1 Transformers. You do, or you will be stoned to death. <laughs> All right, moving on. What's your favorite genre of music, and what is your favorite band of that genre? That's actually a very, very hard to answer question. I don't really have a favorite genre of music because I don't really listen to genres. I don't like it's, it's hard to define what a genre is anymore since everything is kind of flowing um, in and out of different uh, styles, different uh, inspirations. Um, and I don't really have a favorite band per se, but I'm going to I'll say that a band that I've loved a lot over a long, continuous time and still listen to probably the most out of uh, anything in my collection, I would have to go with Queen. 
just because they have so many hits. So it's so powerful and so emotional, so talented. And uh, it's, it, it always just brings a smile to my face. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Queen. I mean, they had such a variety. So so skilled, you know, Freddie and Brian and the rest of the band. It's It was ridiculous. <laughs> yep. And to wrap up from Flitterdrick, um, do you really have an offshore account? I... No. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, I suppose that's a good thing to know. Yeah. For whatever By the way, reason. I know it's a reference to something, and I'm really sad that I don't get it because I do watch NCIS, uh, not as much as I should, um, and I would like to get that reference at some point. But um, I, unfortunately, for this recording, I did not understand it. Yeah, Sorry I haven't watched that show in in years. It was good. I I enjoyed it, but just kind of drift away. Anyway, so moving on, Zeraz asks a bunch of questions. I think they're questions. None of them have a question mark, but we'll assume they're questions. Does this unit have a soul? Oh, God. This Johnny Five, stupid robot, you have no feelings. <laughs> How many hat? This many hat. I'm, I'm making a number with my hands. Oh, this is, this is microphone. This isn't going to work well. Um, Just count the fingers. That many. Okay, I guess that works too. If God don't exit, how me a dog learn to talk? Science experiment. Truth be told, um, you're actually my son. And we're going to take you to the fair and we're going to impress the masses. And I'm going to buy you an ice cream cone when we're done. Daddy. Anyway, just where was Godot? Godot was on the foot. <laughs> I don't know. It's at some play and it. Um, they they made reference to like um, a mysterious character that was that's mentioned but never really enters into play. Yes, and apparently he was taken from like some sort of French thing for boot. I don't know. Yeah, Cole's it was, notes it's definitely me. some play on words there. I think so. What's a zigzag ah? Ah, uh, that wondrous feeling from the nineties. <laughs> I have no idea. I blame uh, recreational use of tangerines in an excessive amount. Oh, Spice Girls. Oh, Spice Girls, indeed. I can't believe they had a resurgence recently. Did they? Yeah, they went on tour and everything a couple years ago. Gosh. I know, right? That's crazy. (laughs) Define Barry. Barry is the best grump. No, sorry. Let me rephrase that in the proper grammar. Barry is best grump. What is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? What is my life? Uh, thank, thank you for the, the Game Grumps reference. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tanuk has some questions. Tanuk sounds like Canuck, which is funny because his question is, in Canada, is it strongly recommended that you learn French or do the French Canadians just end up learning English? I'm going to answer this uh, two ways. Uh, first, a serious answer. And then the second one, a very sarcastic answer that hopefully you will enjoy. Hopefully you'll laugh. If not, then uh, you know, take it and go. Don't matter to me. Um, honestly, there's a, for most of the provinces, it's prominently English. Uh, n- nobody outside of Quebec speaks French. And even within Quebec, there's like 
three, five grandmas and two grandpas that, that only speak French. And if you speak English, they don't want to talk to you anyway. And uh, if that statement offends you, you understood what I said. So there you are. <laughs> uh, moving on. Resnus has a, a mean baker's dozen. Uh, do you like giving proto to those who desperately need it? First of all, baker's dozen? A, a mean I, baker's dozen. Mean baker's dozen. All right, a mean baker would give you one less than a dozen instead of a more. That is that is one mean baker. I anyway, know, right? So, spoiler alert, there's only 11 questions. Um, <laughs> so I love giving proto to people who desperately need it. Um, this is good. I'm going to out myself as one of the bad staff members. I have never given anyone proto. Um <gasps> Mostly because I, I really don't frequent the parts of the forum where that kind of action um, warrants it. Like, I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't really know who needs Proto. I don't think uh, anyone needs Proto. You know, it's, it's more of a, a, a kind of a guideline of how helpful you are, how, well, how publicly helpful you are in uh, the forum's eye. Um, right. So I, I haven't really um, given Proto to anyone. All right, really well, <laughs> so I'll ask these next two questions, but uh, I think we already know the answer. Do you like yeah. giving proto to those who don't need it? Obviously, uh, you don't give it to anyone who needs it. No. Well, um, actually, or, uh, there's a couple of people I've, I've written a list like of, of things that have happened recently that do deserve proto. And I just need to ask Hallie Husky how to actually do that because <laughs> I, I, I don't know the forum panel very well. I used to. I actually saw how to do that once and then it kind of changed a bit. So I'm I'm very confused as to how to actually give that proto out, but uh, I I am going to give some away. I just got to figure out how first. And I know who you are, and you're awesome people. And uh, you may or may not know who you are, but you are getting something pretty checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> There's an instruction manual somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Oh, probably. Uh, next, do you like taking proto from people? Um, this the uh, kind of a, a um. A catch fifty two there. Uh, since I haven't given proto, it it's kind of assumed that I haven't taken away proto either. For the most part, I haven't seen anyone who really deserves to have it taken away. Some some close contenders, close contenders, um, but none who have really irked me that much that I felt that they needed public shaming. You know, t- take from that what you will. Maybe I'm 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 a gracious host. Maybe I'm just lazy. I who knows. I'll, I'll leave it to you to decide. Okay, warning or no warning? What's your style? Twenty-four hour warning. No, I'm kidding. All I give is warnings. If 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 you, if you ever see me in the blogs or on the forums where things are going down, uh, I, I I make the big bold red. Um, this is a warning, or small black text. Uh, it says um, phone test. And other than that, yeah, I don't really. Again, don't do much with the uh, the proto. Okay. Uh, do you loathe injustice? I loathe injustice. I embrace the justice. I am the knight. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I am the knight. Are you Batman? Uh, no, we all know who Batman is. That's right. We'll have to interview him eventually. We, we, we should. For if, if by force. <laughs> Uh, although he'd be the one forcing us to answer questions, I would suspect. Well, you, you, it'd be like a reverse interview. He'd just be asking us questions. Yeah, that, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, who's your favorite member? 
And I think Riznus wants to bribe you if, uh, if they can. If you see me, I'll give you a prize. Oh, that's adorable. Actually, ironically enough, has nothing to do with these questions. Uh, Reznus, actually, you are one of my more favored members, mostly because that really kicking tune you wrote for me. That was pretty sweet. Um, other, well, I guess Smeag, Smeag Drew is kind of a member now, so he's definitely one of my favorites. Um, Levok Law, another one of my favorites, but mostly because I know them on a first-name basis and have hung out with them on like a remarkably consistent uh, amount. All right. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I Again, it's, it's I don't really have favorite members. I just have friends who I also happen to know coincidentally on this site. Right, um, friends who just happen to be members. I, I think I, either either I'm not very well liked, uh, which contradicts this enormous list of questions that I've been given, or um, you guys think I'm too intimidating to talk to. But uh, no, seriously, like, give me a shout and we'll talk and stuff and I'll answer questions. I'll uh, gab the, the breeze away. Talk about toast. I don't know. Sounds exciting. Talk to me. Cats or dogs? Uh, Smeagdrew's going to hate this, but I, I'm, I'm more of a dog person. Personally, I don't, I don't really define cats and dogs as, as one or the other uh, in, in, in preferences. Uh, I was mostly raised on a farm, and we had dogs for security and loyalty, and we had cats for pest elimination. But I've had some pretty affectionate cats, and I've had some pretty affectionate dogs. And um, if, if I'm looking for unconditional love... Um, definitely a dog. Uh, if I'm looking for like another um, personality about the house, uh, I definitely go with a cat. For the most part, though, I usually live vicariously through other people's pets. I don't have any of my own, but I've had I vicariously lived through like six cats and four dogs over the last few years. All of them very wonderful. Okay, uh, PC or Mac? PC. I, I've used a Mac when I was in junior high school and I didn't really see much merit in it. If, if you prefer the, the Mac, um, good for you. You found something that you like and can use. Uh, I've mostly been able to, I've, I've, whenever I'm doing work or, or, um, relaxation stuff, it's always been on the PC. Okay. Personal preference. Are you secretly planning to overthrow BZ power and turn it into a my little pony based forum? I'm really interested to hear the answer to this one. This is a vicious and unsolicited lie. I don't know who's spreading these rumors around, but I'm definitely not secret about it. <laughs> well, I think you need to work on your plan then, because it seems to have yet to come to fruition. All in good time. All, All in right. Good time. Well, well, last from business is, do you dream of Sumikis? Yeah, he keeps knocking in all the robotic sheep. What's, what's that about? I think I need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> Either that or you need to tell Sumiki to get out of your head. Oh, I would never do that. You're too nice. He can stay as long as he wants. Oh, that's very kind of you. Let's go with that, yeah. <laughs> Vox, the shadow of reality, asks, My question is, what is the coldest you have ever seen living in Canada? Yeah, I'm going to first give the answer in Celsius and then Fahrenheit because I have to look up the conversion for Fahrenheit. Um... I, when I used to live in, um, actually, no, Calgary. I was going to say in Winnipeg, which is, has the coldest corner in Canada. That's the urban myth. I'm not sure if that's actually true or not because there's a lot of north. Um, but in, in Calgary, 
I remember having to go to school uh, or go to college on a day that uh, had minus uh, 40 degrees Celsius. And uh, let's see, convert. Oh, minus 40. That's, that's, the, that's the crossover temperature. Minus 40 is minus 40. Huh. So that, that's cold no matter where you are. Yeah. Um, and that was without the wind chill. And if you don't know what wind chill is, wind chill is a humidity factor that um, just saps the energy right out of you. Um, most things uh, are only built to minus uh, 40 degrees Celsius. So when it kind of gets to that point, things start breaking like trains and mines. One of the creepiest things I ever saw um, when I, that, that day when it was minus 40, I saw a guy walking down the street. I was pretty cold. He was walking by, had, did not have his face covered. His nose was white. I'm not talking Caucasian white. I'm talking eggshell white. Ooh. I told him, you got to go inside right now or that is falling off. Yeah, that would not be cool. And so it, it gets pretty cold there. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not one of those, oh, you live in igloos. Oh, it's always daytime or always nighttime. Oh, there's moose everywhere. Actually, there's moose everywhere. We're not going to go there. Um, but it, it, it does get cold in the winter. Yeah, that's, that's not a, a lie or a, uh, um, an exaggeration. <laughs> well, it makes me glad that I, I live in warmer climes then. I don't know that we even got below like 10 Fahrenheit this year. Oh, yeah. So that's like, what is that? It's like negative. 10-ish or something. I don't know. Don't, don't, no, it's, it's minus 23 in Celsius. Is it that low? It, yeah. That's what it is for me. Okay. So it's minus 10. Your guy, okay, math and, and, and um, weather education. That, that's what I bring to the table. <laughs> hey, I was just trying to, it was a rough guess. I don't have the conversion memorized. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have to do um, dual scale everything uh, with my engineering up mm-hmm. here. So Nukaya has some questions, starting with, how are you? Nukaya, I am great. How is Babby? Babby is excellent. Learn to talk. Save many things. How is Tree? Tree is tall. Make shadow. How is Cat? Cat gets into a lot of trouble with Babby. Cat is sad. What's your alter ego? My alter ego... (laughs) I asked her about the superhero thing last time. Uh, my alter ego is I am a, uh, a stockbroker in New York, um, name of Clarence Johnson. And uh, I am a 40-year-old um, uh, yeah, stockbroker. <laughs> uh, tell me, boy. I don't think I don't know. Girl, you know I know you know. How is Face? Face is fine. Uh, her other day, Randu Tree. Did you find your luxurious mink stole? Uh, I did. It was behind the couch. Um, it was covered in popcorn, oddly enough, which I haven't had in quite a while, which raises a few un- uncomfortable questions. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the mink stole is, is back in my possession. Uh, I am actually wearing it right now. It is very soft. Dry cleaning. Does amazing things. I didn't know you could... Uh dry clean mink stools, but I don't think you can. <laughs> I am making all this up as I go along. Okay. I am quite a liar. Can you do a cool impression for us in the lovely viewer listening audience, please? I cannot do a cool impression. Oh, come on, Brian. For your listening pleasure, for the first time live on radio air, 
Macro Satchmo. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. You good? Is that okay? That was beautiful. Aw. Are you unicorn yet? I just transcended to unicorn with that song. How does it feel? It's magical. Boy, how is the back of your head? Girl, you know how the back of my head is. I've, you smacked it. Is this you? Um, you can't see it right now, but uh, there is a, an animated picture of what appears to be sexy Robert Pattison uh, grinding on Prince, uh, the, the ed- entertainer, not um, uh, royalty. And I don't know which one she's referring to, but after looking at this image, I can very honestly say, yes, I am both. Somehow, at the same time. Also, it's very important to note that Prince looks remarkably uncomfortable. Well, I would be too in that situation, I think. That just does not look... That uh, is not kosher. Yeah. yeah. Honk, blarg! Honk, 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 blarg, 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 honk! English. English. I don't speak alien. (laughs) What classical piece of literature would benefit from the involvement of your face? Ah, definitely the old man in the sea. And I think you all know what I'm talking about. That's right. When he's catching the shark, instead of that shark, the big old macaroo face. Just right there. (laughs) Kind of like a creepy fish. Yeah, I was going to say, I would just give... People nightmares. See you in your dreams. <laughs> and last from Nukaya, are you a maple leaf? I am very a maple leaf. Always. It is actually um, government mandated that I be maple leaf at least 60% of the time. That's pretty pretty stringent there. Uh, it's pretty easy. You get you get used to it pretty quickly. That's cool. It, you're, you're full of like patriotism, but it's kind of, you know, polite and apologetic. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no need to apologize. Anyway, speaking of Canadian patriotism, one of your fellow compatriots has some questions. So Janice asks, why aren't you here? I aren't there because I are here. Why aren't I there? That is a great question. One I ask every day. Why, why aren't you here? Why? Be I th- here. I think only Rob can answer that. I will be awaiting his response. Why do we live so near and yet so far? I, I want to make a joke about wherever you are, but I can't quite figure out what to put in the front of that. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing. I want to be wherever you are. Let's go with that. Why did Celine Dion sing that song? Because it's, it's a great song, and it's very emotional, and it speaks to her uh, from a personal level. And also money. Lots of money. That does seem to be, you know, a, a driving factor. Stinking, filthy rich. <laughs> but isn't she Canadian, so doesn't that make it better? 
Uh, we exported her to Vegas. She's, so she's she apologetically filthy rich. She yes, she she is rich with the Benjamins. <laughs> you still have Benjamins? I have no idea. Is yep. that a, is that a high? Is that what was what that a currency? That's a hundred dollar bill. Wow, she is she is definitely rich with the Benjamins. Yeah, you just have like the same person on all your money, don't you? Uh, the queen, yes. and on the other side, sometimes it's an animal. Sometimes it's you know John A. McDonald. Will you be the not-so-grump to my grump? I will be your not-so-grump. Sonic 06, Y slash N. Sonic 06, um, yes, 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 yes. Oh, with clapping, even. Yes, 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 Sonic 06. Always Sonic 06? Sometimes Sonic 06? No, always. Always Sonic 06? Ever, always, with always. Yes. Why is Sonic Generations so amazing? Because it's made with love and no, no, it's not even love. It's not even, it's well done. It's just chock full of nostalgia and nostalgia is so easy to cash in on. I know, right? They, they finally listened to Nintendo. Yeah, these days it's, they can just take any game from like the early 90s, late 80s and redo it, make it look all pretty, throw some achievements in it or something and then boom, money. I will say though that Generations actually is, is quite an amazing game of like all the current like new ways to make Sonic move around in that horrible third person perspective this is actually one of the, the better ones. It, it it feels a little more natural. And also remix classics of, of old music. Because the one thing that stayed consistently well through the Sonic um, franchise is the music has been amazing. You can read about it all in my next book. <laughs> I look forward to picking it up at a Canadian bookstore near me. Why do you hate me enough to try and make me watch that Sonic movie thing? Because it's funny to watch you suffer. This Rob, is true. It Rob, is, it's, it's fun yes. to watch you suffer. It is I can't watch fun. you, but I, I can kind of get it secondhand through, through your, your wife. <laughs> hey, Aaron. What are you doing, Aaron? Hold, hold on, son. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish. Uh, that's another Game Grumps reference. If you don't know what Game Grumps is, um, do do a do a search. Um, it, it's two guys playing a, a, a video games and talking about everything except that game they're playing, and they have like three thousand um, videos out already. A lot of back catalog to catch up on. A lot of it. How darest you, child, defy your father? But father, I have to live my dreams. Do you genuinely think your father loves you? If so, why? Um, yes, actually, I know my father loves me. Uh, I know he's out there somewhere. He didn't abandon me. Uh, he is actually a secret agent, and he can't talk to me. But I know he loves me, and he will come to me very soon. And he's totally on mover somewhere in Brandon, Manitoba, who abandoned me at a very young age. And I'm not bitter about it at all. No, I, no. I'm sorry. Do you need a hug? Need a hug. I don't need your approval. I was. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry too, Brian. No do you know Jack? I do know Jack uh, on a on a regular basis. Um, I, I answer a lot of his questions, and I get a very high brain score. That's good. Good to it's, do it's, the trivia's. Okay, so you do you do know Jack? Who doesn't know Jack? 
I don't know. It's it's not a, like a popular. It's not, not like a huge mainstream thing. It's kind of a cult classic deal thing. I, I remember seeing commercials and stuff for it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Check that out. I've never actually seen any commercials. I just remember it always being a thing on the the video game shelf. For those of you don't know, you don't know Jack is a uh, a quiz show that is ridiculously quirky and pop culture filled, and so so wonderfully put together and funny and smart and amazing. And it makes you want to cry sometimes. Can you take me to where the reptiles are? I really like iguanas. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Iguana. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Again, uh, Game Grumps. Actually, all one, two, three. Most of these are Game Grumps references. So much so for if you don't know if you don't listen to Game Grumps, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I am not being funny. I am pandering to a very minor audience who goes to BCP and watches Game Grumps. Who hopefully and aren't for minors. Who do, for those of you who do fit in that lovely little graph that I have made, uh, you're the best. And you actually answered my question to Resnus earlier. Who is my favorite BCP member? It is you guys. Oh, you guys who fit in that little spot in my heart <laughs> how many questions are there there are so many questions so many and finally why does it all have to end so soon because it has to end sometime I don't know I should prepare, I should have prepared a better ending for that <laughs> Something more. it's okay because now we can go on to some questions from Janice's bitter half Holly Husky also a series of references to something obscure. <laughs> when you fall in a bottomless pit, do you die of starvation? When you fall in a bottomless pit, you die of starvation. Go Growlbacks. Did he sell beans? He sell beans. Did he sell eggs? Did he sell beans or eggs? No. In the song, he sell beans. No, do he sell eggs? No. I think. Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> Does Uggs have one G or two? Uggs has two G's and no class. <laughs> Don't you mean your parents' house? Don't you mean two bathrooms? Are you going to miss the oak leaves? I can't even remember what that, that episode's from. Something to do with fall. Shall Becca, you're making references even I can't get. And wow. that is impressive. Yeah, good job, Becca. Showing not who let the dogs out. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> it was acceptable in the 90s. It was acceptable at the time. Hey, girls, how you looking? You're looking so good! <laughs> There's another impression. That one's not as good as the other one. No, the other one was yeah. stupendous. All right. We're in the home stretch, I think. Boy, so Ev- many questions. <laughs> Everyone's favorite PZ Power comic author... And who will ever forever be remembered for the rage kit um, asks a bunch <laughs> of questions. Nice. And you all should ask in a rage when he's coming out with the next version of his sprite, sprite kit. Um, but first he asks, who are you? I am Brian Lawson. And you can read about my adventures in the smash hit BZP's duck. Why are you awake? I, don't, I have no idea why my character is awake. Um, we kind of came up with the, the, it being a thing that there's one person awake on each of the uh, 
the the planets, but we I don't think we've really established a reason why. I haven't. Ray might. The mastermind, he probably has something up his sleeve. I think Ray knows uh, all, and if he doesn't, Zine has probably figured it out. Oh, probably. That kid is amazing. <laughs> he is a regular detective. Yeah, that's for sure. What triggers an explosion of Canadian bravery? Absolute bravado in the most gentlemanly way. What are your thoughts on being a gentleman? <clears throat> My thoughts on being a gentleman are as follows. And then I would list some, some very pompous and, and extravagant explanations and, and thoughts of being a gentleman. But I'm not going to elaborate on that because I'm a gentleman. That would be pandering and, and annoying and, and, and all that fun stuff. How many donuts have you consumed in the last 24 hours? Oddly enough, I've consumed no donuts, but I have drank in three gallons of coffee. Was it Tim Hortons coffee? Yeah. Actually, it was my, it's, it's been my thought that Tim Hortons should have a, a charity um, walk event um, where, you know, you, you, you donate money to, to watch people run and, and their mileages and all that fun stuff. Basically, your, your typical uh, walk for, for any charity. Um, but their special thing is it would be called, uh, the coffee run and, <laughs> and, and just so you know, I actually did the movements for the drums and the cymbal. While, As like, expected. That. <laughs> How often do you look down at us mortals and consider crushing us under your feet? <laughs> you all look like ants from up here. That's not fun. You're so tiny. <laughs> I'm just not that bitty. small. You're, you're, just, you're just a whale bay. <laughs> and I could crush you. And it is, it is such a redeeming thought that I could crush you and I choose not to. I am a very nice person because of that. Well, it's good that you're Canadian. I would never crush you without asking first. Exactly. And then you'd apologize profusely afterwards. Oh, probably. Without a doubt. Do you really live in a secret laboratory complex in the middle of nowhere? Not the middle of nowhere. The middle of Alberta. Okay, it's the middle of nowhere. Were you a genetic experiment gone wrong? No, I was a genetic experiment gone right. Oh, there you go. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Uh, you can call the snow dogs because I'm caught in the landslide. No escape from reality. Well, you just have to open your eyes, look up at the sky and see. No, I'm actually a pretty poor boy. But don't give me no sympathy. I don't need your sympathy. It's just easy come, easy go? Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> we could do this all day. We, yeah, we could at least go through the whole song. Are well, you an only child? Do you have a sister? I am not an only child. I do have a sister. Um, I'm not sure if he's talking about the comic or, or real life. Um, there may be a sister in the comic. I'm not sure um, if we're doing that or not. Can we call her sister? Currently, I guess. I have no idea. And she can wear she your armor. Even, she might not even be my sister. <laughs> I don't know. Some sort of shenanigans. In real life, I do have a sister. Uh, she is pretty awesome. She has uh, cerebral palsy, but she doesn't let that get her down. Um, she's going to the curling Special Olympics championship in Red Deer at some point. Or she's already done that. I can't remember. She will be going to Vegas. She previously has won bronze at the Special Olympics for curling. And she also bowls. Awesome. She seemed very cool the one year that I got to meet her. And she will kick your butt at dance. <laughs> well, that's not saying much because I, I can't dance worth a darn. 
Well, yeah, that, 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 that I've seen and that <laughs> I can verify. People of BZP, I can verify your uh, overlord cannot dance. No. If we find ourselves in the uprising, the way to defeat him is through dance. Not interpretive, though, because that's just weird. Yeah, but it's okay because I can't do that either. Anyway, uh, where are we? Do you mind me asking these questions? Ray, I don't mind you for nothing. Uh You can ask all the dingly-dangly questions you want. You need to find another crowbar. No, we'll get to that. Why are you so epic? Uh, Because I was written by Homer, not Simpson, the, the, the parable Greek Homer fellow with his travels. If I eat a part of you, do I gain your powers? No, but you will get uh, Salmonella. Ew. And that, that kind of is a superpower in its own right, and that is you are super sick and you can't keep any food down, uh, which is you know, kind of okay in its own right. Um, you can't really brag about it. You don't get a theme song, but um, and probably no arc rivals except, well, comfort and a happy life. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess... Um, I don't know why. I'm pretty gamey, um, lean. Probably pretty healthy, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it tastes that good. Not enough meat on those bones. Not even close. I got no skin. <laughs> and last from Ray, what's wrong with your brain? Many things. Many things are wrong with my brain. In real life, uh, I have no idea. It's probably genetic. Also self-induced from all these soccer balls in the head that I took as a kid. In the comic, um, he, is, he is trapped in a dongle, and I need to save him. Well, I hope that you're successful. All right, last up, we've got a question from Kumata, who asks, In a parallel universe, it's 2001. All right, so not exactly parallel. You work on the Bionicle story team, and your job is to hire somebody to write the comics and books. There's no Greg Farshti in this verse, so who do you pick? I would hire Kathy Hapka, who did um, a few of the books previously, and I would give her all of the money, all of it, all of it that I had, that had available to me, to write every book. Um, and if I couldn't do that, then I would hire myself and write it because, well, I'm kind of narcissistic and full of nepotism. Well, I think that's all the questions we've got. Um, if Unless that wasn't enough, no, I, I think we're pretty. Me sugar. <laughs> I think we've pretty much exhausted all the possible questions we could possibly ask you about possibly anything. Yeah, probably. I mean, we could ask other questions, but they'll probably just be um, versions of of the same. Right. If you do think of any other questions, you can always drop Makaru a PM on the forums. I hear he loves to hear from everyone and he's not scary at all, despite being like 11,000 feet tall. That is a real number that exists. And it describes you. It does. It is It is very describing of me. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for coming on and no sweat. succumbing um, to all these the minute, questions. Right? You're gonna, I'm getting paid for this? Yeah, sure. I, it's just uh, right behind all the other ones for all your hard work on BZ Power for all these years. Good, because uh, it's, it's a very nice site, and I, I love it so much, and it would be a shame to see it all go down in flames. Is that a threat? You catch me? No, it's it's more of extortion. Ah, I see. A shakedown. Not sure I'm a fan of that. 
kind of your your pro, your prerogative, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. I guess we'll keep you around. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks again, and hopefully we'll have you back on the show again in the future to talk about some other fun stuff, maybe like Brick Fair or something cool like that. I would love to be present for some of those things. Awesome. Talk to you then. See you later. It's time again for this month's How to BZP. Joining me is BZ Power Form Leader Windrider to go over some member ask questions. How's it going? It's going all right. Thank you very much. So as I uh, just said, uh, we asked the members for some questions for this month's show, and we had a few turn-ins, um, though not nearly as many as we expected. I guess you guys know everything there is to know about BZP. Yeah, uh, I mean, most topics in the Q&A these days are you know issues that belong in the tracker. I don't see too many questions, so you guys are getting smart. Yeah, and uh, no complaints about that. I mean, the the more people who understand the rules, the uh, less work the staff has to do. So I think uh, that's a pretty good pretty good situation to be in. Um, Indeed. So I guess we're gonna have you ask the questions, and then we'll answer them, and we'll see how it goes. So you want to start things off? Okay. So Flairdrick, the Forgotten One, sent me a question, and here it is. Hi there. Now I have stated this before and even made a tracker suggestion on it. So will any time in the future will we see a hero factory form in the creative outlet? So this question is about hero factory mocks in Bionicle-based creations. And he, this member is wondering if there will ever be a subform devoted entirely to hero factory creations now that... Uh, it's pretty much the standard for Lego's construction lines. Right. So I don't think you'll ever see a hero factory based creations or hero based creations form or anything like that. Um, we have the Bonacle based creations form and we've had that for almost as long as the site's been in existence. And even though Bonacle is no longer active, you know, it still kind of symbolizes the construction theme in general. Um, and that is going to be, you know, our representation of, of construction, no matter what Lego's current line is, whether it's Hero Factory or something else down the road. Um, anything that's kind of related to the buildable action figure um, or uses those pieces. And even if there's some system pieces in there too, that's fine. But to anything that kind of fits that model will be going into BBC. Right. It's, yeah, it's pretty much a question of tradition at this point, too. I don't, well, for one thing, we're never going to get rid of BBC. That's just out of the question. So, and we're not going to rename it to something like technique based creations or construction based creations because that would, that would just be sad. No BBC on BZ Power. Yeah, and it would mess up all of the contests we've had. You know, over 60 of yeah. them can have any more BBCCs. It's, yeah, it's a forum with a very long history, as you said, and it's key to BZ Power, despite having less activity these days. It's still it's still going strong, and it's it's kind of one of the few hearts of BZ Power. Right, and, you know, if we were to, to split 
it up and make a Bionicle-based creations form and a Hero Factory-based creations form, um, I don't think either one would really be um, you know, active enough to really justify having two. Right. I think that was brought up in the tracker ticket. Um, yeah, it, it's a risk uh, splitting forums, especially on a site who's seen uh, more active days. I, I'm not trying to say that BZ Power is dead or anything, but we have to be careful with how we set the forms up. And I, I mean, it's also uh, quite a bit of work, I imagine. You have to find staff for the new forum. You have to have them write the rules. You have to set it up, set everything up in the ACP. And I bet the permissions and everything takes a long time. So yeah, there, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff to go tweak and make sure it's right before, the, you know, so, so the forum appears to the right groups and doesn't appear uh, to who shouldn't. And, um, you know, if you look at our system based creations forum, it's not the most active one out there. And I think that's kind of an indicator of what would happen if we tried to split up BBC or added a, a HFBC, I guess. <laughs> right. It's, it would be a lot of effort and there would be a lot of risk involved. Yeah. So I don't think um, it's worth it to try to do that. And, you know, Hero Factory creations are definitely welcome in BBC and encouraged. And uh, I think you can keep posting your creations there. Exactly. Yeah. So sorry to uh, sorry to disappoint you on your idea here, but I don't can't see it happening soon. But again, BBC is always open to Hero Factory, so post away. This one is from Dual Matrix. Hi, Dual Matrix. How are you? I hope you're listening. Dual Matrix. Dual Matrix asks, "What is the thing at bcpower.com/images?" Is that the old Biozone front page? And if so, why does it remain there after 10 years? Um, what? I have no idea what this what this slash images thing is. Maybe you can shed some light. I tried opening it up and I, it got flagged for like spyware or something. So I don't know what's going on. Um. Yeah, I'm not even really sure offhand. Um, it's definitely from before I was in a position where I was running the site. Um, it definitely does look like the old, uh, Bonicle Zone community banner and homepage, uh, back from before we merged with Kenobi Power. So I'd guess it's, uh, some kind of remnant from that. I'm not even sure what else is, uh, hiding inside that directory. Um, doesn't look like any of the links work or anything. So it's just kind of, uh, uh, you know, forgotten relic that never got deleted um, as the site's been upgraded over the years. There's probably a lot of stuff like that if you uh, look hard enough uh, through through the site. Um, things that were from the time before time, so to speak, and uh, just never never got removed. I guess for you treasure hunters out there, for you spelunkers, you internet spelunkers, uh, you can have fun finding these things that I have no clue about. Okay, so <laughs> next question from Dual Matrix. I noticed for a fraction of a second that everyone had Biolug above his avatar, his or her avatar. Is this a hint to a future BZP Lego users group? Uh, you shouldn't have seen that, I guess, but now that it's public, who cares? 
Yeah, you were right. Yep. Yeah. So um, I guess you submitted this question before we made the announcement uh, of um, Bionalug, the Bionicle uh, Lego users group, which uh, we have started here on BZ Power and are slowly getting off the ground. Um, you know, obviously, I have to uh, tweak the site's code to make it display over only the members uh, who are part of the the lug. Um, and sometimes I don't quite get the coding right on the first try. So there's a, a couple uh, iterations. Uh, at first, it wouldn't display for anyone, even the members. And then at one point, I tweaked something the wrong way and it displayed for everyone. I'm like, oh, no, got to quick undo that. And uh, finally, I got it right. And uh, now only the members should have that above their names, uh, just like the premier member banner. Good eyes catching that for the fraction of a second that B6's code was messed up. Very quick on that. So do you want to then segue into a little bit about this new LEGO users group? Sure, why not? So... um I don't know, I guess sometime maybe in January or early February, we made a poll um, asking if members would be interested in joining a lug uh, focused on BZ Power or Bionicle and Construction. And uh, there was a good amount of interest. People who uh, said they you know, weren't a member of a group, but they would consider joining one. Uh, and that they would also consider paying uh, some amount to join uh, such a lug. And um, so based on this feedback and some changes Lego has been making to their policies, uh, we decided to go ahead and spin up uh, this new section um, of the site, kind of almost like a, a subgroup within BZ Power. Um, the... Idea is uh, there's a lot of us who go to Lego conventions, uh, build for stuff for them and display it. And even for people who don't go to the conventions, there's uh, a contingent that regularly uh, every year will send in some mocks to be displayed. And uh, we always like making those displays the best that we can. Um, so we decided let's try to put together some organization to that and hopefully see if we can improve that organization and the turnout of events and kind of try to reward uh, members who like to participate in those. So as a lug, um, Lego does some things for, for those lugs. And so now we can take advantage of that support. Uh, this includes uh, being able to take advantage of a, I believe, 15% store discount on select days at Lego brand retail stores uh, in North America. Um, the lug will also get free sets and free bulk brick that we can use as we see fit to you know, uh, do reviews or giveaways or things like that. So I think um, you know, starting this up will definitely help get some more support from Lego for the site and the members. And it'll also be a way of, of thanking people and indicating, you know, who these people are, who uh, are the, you know, consistent builders and convention attendees and like to, uh, to help out with that. 
Well, there you go. And more information, if there even is more information, you covered a lot, can be found in the reference desk. You posted a spiffy new topic titled Bionalug. Go there and you'll get you'll get uh, inundated with bullet points and walls of text. So check that out and inform yourselves. Yeah, and I guess uh, one last note. So in addition to the LEGO support, you know, there are some things that we're hoping to do uh, as BZ Power to support the members, including uh, an engraved brick to go on, you know, your brick badges or to build into a mock or whatever you want to do uh, to kind of proudly display your membership. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing some other stuff in the future, including, you know, obviously have the image and some things like that. Uh, as I mentioned, you do have to pay for membership. It's not a lot, though. Uh, $10 initially, and then $5 every year after. And that's to you know cover things like the cost of the brick, cost of um, mailing prizes or sets out to members and things like that. Uh, so we figure we should make things you know evenly distributed. Um, everyone chips in a little bit, and everyone gets the same benefits. And uh, I hope... Uh, people join and have fun. And I look forward to meeting uh, some of our Bionalog members at uh, upcoming conventions this year and in the future. Yeah, and maybe Black Sex will convince me to attend Brick Fair regularly one of these years. <laughs> yes, come back to Brick Fair, Virginia. We love you, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll send mocks. Everyone, everyone, PM Windrider and tell him he should come to Brickfair, Virginia. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll await those. <laughs> All right, we got any other questions? No, we got only three, and from two members. Actually, Dual Matrix sent me a lot of topics, but not specific questions. Hmm. But I cleared that up and. We got a few. Yeah, I'm I'm a little sad, guys. Come on. Gotta I'm not scary. You know, you're just a uh, little shy. But I don't know why that should stop members from uh PMing you, unless they're shy too. In which I, case don't be like Windrider. Yeah, no. Don't look up to me or anything like that. That would be <laughs> silly. Unless you're gonna start looking up to my awesome BZ Power presence or something like that, which is in no way related to my real-life presence. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I think we were going to talk about one other thing, and this is related to the tracker. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, I noticed in one ticket, I'm not going to name names or anything or pointed out, but uh, it seems like quite a few people were getting impatient, to put it lightly, with something that wasn't working with BZ Power, uh, I believe. Uh, I th Yeah, it was the notifications that displayed a fatal error upon clicking it. And, well, in the tracker ticket, we had cries of, hey, why isn't this getting fixed? Come on, fix this already, bah, etc. And, well, okay, I guess it's all right that you're so passionate about BZ Power and want it to be fixed, but 
there are i mean you gotta you gotta be polite about these things and i think a few were verging on impoliteness here and we can't really have that so just wanted to say that if you have a tracker ticket if something's wrong and you know it's taking a bit for it to get fixed don't start panicking please or you know just keep your calm keep your cool and it'll uh, black six will get around to it eventually uh, i i know <laughs> so it, it has to be admitted that in the past sometimes the staff has been slow on getting things to work but i believe that with the trackers implementation Problems have been taken care of a lot more quickly, and I got to hand it to uh, you, Andrew, for taking on all these projects with a good sense of... Uh, promptness, maybe? <laughs> yeah, promptness. <laughs> a good sense of promptness. Well, thanks for, for the those kind words. Um, I do apologize to the members for that issue taking as long as it did. Uh, there are a lot of compounding factors going on. Uh, including, you know, me being on a trip for part of it and uh, some other uh, other things. You know, there's some communication that had to go on back and forth between the other administrators and we had to get Envision involved. So there can be a lot of moving parts sometimes um, in getting, you know, things, issues fixed. Um, it's not always as easy as you might think. You know, I, I know some members were, were trying to help out and doing some digging into the problem, and we appreciate that. Um, but, you know, the things that you see don't necessarily directly correspond to BZ Power's code, right? So, you know, we're primarily programmed in PHP, and when your web browser views the page, it renders it in a particular way. So you don't actually see the core code of the site. Um, and, you know, so there's there's things going on behind the scenes that we have to address sometimes and, and try to fix. Um, but we appreciate you guys opening tickets to make sure we're aware of the problems. And we do try to address them as quickly as we can. Yeah, uh, believe me, this that particular error uh, made some things difficult for the staff as well. I know the reports were piling up and we couldn't get to them. Man, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, just be a little bit patient. Sometimes the the problems are a lot bigger than they seem. I mean, it it just happens, I guess. But fortunately, Mr. Six here is a pretty competent guy. And, well... Well, let's not get carried away there. <laughs> well, yeah. but pretty crazy. See, crazy might be a better word than competent pretty crazy he he likes to get his geek on you know and as you can see the problem has been resolved yes i like to dedicate uh, a huge amount of my time uh helping to run the site so you know i can't i can't always be everywhere at all times unfortunately though so sometimes things will have to get put on the back burner all right it's good <laughs> yep so i think that wraps up everything we've got today yeah that's Unfortunately, all we have, uh, maybe in the future, if we try a general Q&A again, I hope we get more questions. We'll see. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have some topics uh, moving forward for other how-to BZPs. Uh, thank you, as always, for coming on and talking with me.
Yep, and I'd like to thank Flairdrick the Forgotten One and Dual Matrix for their questions. And yeah, well, thank you for having me. All right. I'll talk to you next month. All right. Goodbye. All right. So joining me now are four mentors, Gatnui and Gatnui, uh, to talk a little bit about the Chima TV series that has started this year. How's it going? Hey, we're fine. So, um, Chima is, I think it's safe to say, Lego's um, big marketing push this year after Ninjago was the past couple. And um, it's, you know, that means it gets its own TV show, video games, a lot of web presence, and things like that. Um, so, we're here to talk about the TV show a little bit, but let's start by talking about what the kind of background story of Chima is. Okay. Well, so. Chima's story takes place in a magical kingdom called Chima, and it's about a land where several animal tribe, tribes live. So we have the lions, the crocodiles, the um, the wolves, the eagles, um, beaver, and uh, no, not beavers, but bears. Well, actually, there are beavers. Well, there are a number of tribes. Not all of them have appeared yet, but some of them are going to be revealed in future sets and and future episodes. But the basic, the most important tribes for the plot are actually the crocodile tribe and the lion tribe. Yeah, exactly. The, so, well, the thing is, there's, um, in this kingdom, there's this, this magical power source called Chi. The Chi the, um, the is shared by the, uh, the, the lions give a share of the Chi to all the tribes because the Chi shared equally among the tribes so that um, the chi is in balance, so, so the nature is in balance. If a tribe re uh, receives too much chi, then the balance is destroyed. So the lions uh, live right at, the so uh, right at the source of the chi, and they're the one, they've always been the ones who head over the chi to the other tribes in a number of ceremonies. So, well, the plot now is about... Um, about um, a lion prince called Laval and a uh, sorry a crocodile prince called Krager who are friends, but they are uh, they're separated as Krager tries the chi too early because um, the thing is the animals cannot try chi before they reach a certain age. But Krager is too uh, anxious, yeah, and too anxious for tries to get. Uh, the chi before his ceremony, and this leads in a series of conflicts between the crocodiles and lions. Uh, well, he is turning ultimately into a shift of the balance and into yes, an okay. open war or an open conflict, maybe, between the lions and the crocodiles, which are then uh, aided by different tribes, respect additional tribes, respectively. Yes, so some tribes join. Uh, join the lions, and the other uh, tribes join the crocodiles. So we've got a conflict between several, uh, several tribes, all fighting for the chi. Well, yes, and I think that's uh, more or less the basic concept um, of Chima, and it's the background around which uh, the story develops. Right, it's good to have a nice little backstory to, to kind of uh, make sense of the sets and explain uh, why the characters are doing what they're doing. Um, so that, I guess, brings us to the TV show. 
I believe you guys have seen the first couple episodes, so why don't we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the uh, the plot of those and what you think of the the writing and um, you know the character development? Okay, so okay, do you want to start with the basic plot? Sure. Yeah, the basic plot is well, kind of what we explained. The, uh, although the first episode starts with a flashback. Uh, no, sorry, it's. So the first episode actually starts amid, amid the conflict, but then we get a flashback showing the friendship between Laval and Krager, and then we get back to the present uh, where Laval and Krager are fighting against each other. In the second episode, um, um, exactly, in the second episode, Laval's father, Lagravis, tells Laval about the great story, which is, um, which is a tale told by the uh, by the animals of Chima, I can tell that. Well, uh, basically, it just explains. Uh, it's the mythos which explains how the chi came into existence, but also how the animal tribes came into existence. I can uh, briefly uh, sum it up for you. So, in uh, formerly there were no animal tribes and no intelligent animals in Chima, but there were simply well. Normal animals, yeah. Uh, Simply animals as you meet them on our in our world, but then the Chima, uh, not with the the chi source, um, well, gets into the world, and the chi source transforms the animals into well into sentient beings, uh, which are intelligent, and since the lions are the first ones to um, drink from the magical source of chi, they are. Well, um, how should I put this? They get sort of the authority, authority in the task to uh, well, share the chi with the other animals. Yeah. Now, the, le- the legend says that not all animals chose to drink from the chi. Some of them uh, chose to stay pure, as is said in the series. So, uh, so and those animals didn't become um, the humanoid animals we know from the minifigs, but stayed like, well, like real animals, and it is said they left Shima, but uh, to return when they are most needed. That's, so that's the legend that um, Laval's father tells to his son, and uh, I don't know do we re- if we should reveal spoilers. Uh, no, we probably don't want to spoil too much, but I think that's uh, some interesting foreshadowing of what we might be seeing in future years with Chima. Yeah, I guess we can leave it at that. So... What's there to say about the plot? I think um, the mythology. I think Shima starts with a pretty dense mythology already. I think there's actually more plot than, and there's more to the story than than Jago had at the beginning. I'd say, and in particularly because the story is not linear, such as in Ninjago, but because we have well flashback in the first episode. Well, and well, yeah, the story, the back, uh, the historical background of mass uh, filled up with, uh, well, with background, mythological background pretty early. Yeah, another point is, of course, that Ninjago started with only two 20-minute uh, 20 episodes in 2011, but Chima's already started with a full 60-episode uh, season, so Chima has more story from the, from the start. I think... I'm not sure if we can say it even has more story than Bionicle in its first year, 
No, I don't. Well, perhaps it has more plot. Perhaps it'll have more going on the first year. Well, I actually, I'm pretty sure it will have more going on the first year than Bionicle did. But I think Bionicle did have a more dense mythology from the beginning. I don't think that. It's just that Bionicle didn't get a TV series from the beginning. It only got the Martin Nui online game, which wasn't even planned to tell the story that only came after uh, later on. So Bionicle in its first year only had one had only one game to tell the story while Chima has already six episodes. So I think it's only natural that Chima has more plot than Bionicle. Yeah, and I actually wasn't aware of some of that backstory, which uh, is definitely pretty interesting. And I think you're right. It, it does kind of put it a little bit more in line with Bionicle and the kind of dense and rich mythology that um, it had versus Ninjago, which seemed a lot more simple. Yeah, for example, I, I think you, you may re be referring to the legend piece uh, as I've just, just explained. That's, for example, that's something you don't see in, let's say, the Shop at Home catalog or places like that. Maybe because there are no legend beats as set in set for anything like that. So, so, so we already, we've already got some backstory from the beginning, which um, isn't evident when you take a glance at the sensor of the basic plot descriptions from catalogs and Lego magazines and all that. Right. And I mean, if you think about it, uh, if you look back at Bionicle, you know, you didn't know anything about Matt Nui and Makuta just from looking at the sets. You had to go play the game or watch the uh, animations that came on the CD that were in the Toa canisters or things like that to, to learn about that part. Right. Okay, so um, that was kind of the, the beginning of the first episode. So where do we go from there? Um, well, actually, what we've now outlined are the first two episodes. Uh, well, we stopped, uh, we stopped midway because we didn't mean, mean to reveal spoilers. Okay. Um, we haven't watched the third and fourth episodes yet, as they are very recent and have only aired in the, aired in the U.S. so far. And, well, we, can't, we don't get U.S. TV here. But... From what I've heard, apparently, um, the third ep I've heard the third episode is a bit of a filler episode. I don't, I'm not aware of the plot right now, but apparently the plot does advance rather in episode four. Also, because um, I've heard that it's episode four is announced as a final episode. Obviously, it's not the final episode. There are at least two more episodes. Um, I've already seen in a episode in an episode guide and i think 16 episodes were confirmed for the first year it's just that that's exactly that's something ninjago hasn't done shima is kind of revealing episodes two by two the first episodes were revealed in january i think now we've got another two episodes and the fourth episode is said to be the final episode for now so i guess now we'll have to wait another few months until the next two episodes arrive so i think um, Probably um, those, the, the episodes kind of come in pairs. So the uh, second episode of the pair kind of complements the first. I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but it seems they're going for the trend of always of revealing and airing two episodes at a time. That's uh, kind of an interesting idea, and I think um, that'll help with the, the pacing. And I know, for example, um, after going to Toy Fair this year, looking at the release dates, that there were some sets that were uh, scheduled to be released 
you know, obviously in January or, or late December last year, and then some more that were going to come in, going to be coming in March and then in May, and then I think like the June, July. So they're kind of pacing some of the sets too, um, to, I guess, to tie in with how they're releasing the story. So that's a, a nice uh, thing to see. Yeah, well, but that's actually something that Jago did as well with the spinners. But um, I don't have a overview of the release dates of Chima sets, but I think it's maybe the, the speeder sets, which are come uh, not all at, all at once, but be every two months or something like that. I think they did something like that from the Jago, although the sto- uh, they didn't the same with the story. So, but well, the speeders themselves are actually quite irrelevant to the stories. Mm-hmm. Actually, in the story itself, it's, uh, it seems that mm, perhaps not everyone, but every major character, so every prince and every king, uh, tribe king has a speeder. And I think in the sets also side characters get speeders. I don't think in the, uh, every side character does have a speeder in the series, but from what we've seen so far, yeah, it's not, um, the speeders don't, uh, don't seem to be that no, the uh, speeders don't play a very important role in the storyline. Actually, um, as some of you may already know, the speeders are well, basically the vehicles through which the tournaments between the animal tribes takes, uh, take place. So um, the Chima decides on a track in which the animals well, will fight for the Chi. Uh, and then, uh, well... Uh, should be noted here that what we said the cheese is shared equally, but that's also uh, part of the story. Every month there is a so-called yeah a special so-called golden cheese, mm-hmm. which um, the tribes compete for. So the winning tribe gets the golden cheese in addition to the cheese uh, the same amount, equal amount of cheese that every tribe gets. And well, as we already stated, the um, speeders are merely the vehicles through which uh, these torment, uh, tournaments take place. And, well, that's basically um, the whole function to which the speeders are limited. But as, we're, as we're talking about pacing, I'd like to comment on that. Um, the pacing seems kind of, at least in the first episodes, the pacing really seems kind of rushed. So, well, not kind of, totally. I think... The reason for that is that they wanted to squish all the backstory about Prague and Laval's friendship and how um, yeah, how the war broke out. I think they wanted to squish that onto the first two episodes. So I think the problem is that they wanted to get very quickly to the conflict itself and yeah. well skip the whole story. Yeah, so all the backstory was squished into not to actually one episode. I think the flashback occurs in one episode, if mm-hmm. I remember it right. So the pacing is quite rushed, and mm, I must admit, it's also it's um, the flashback is quite confusing. Because uh, well, not thing is, you get around like three or four minutes of, uh, uh, of plot in present in present time. time. Yeah, then suddenly you get like fifteen minutes now, not fifty, ten minutes or so of. Uh, of the flashback, and then suddenly you're in present again. But the strange thing is, the dialogues are totally different from what they were before. So you've got the same, uh, you've got similar scenes as before, but different dialogue, and that's kind of confusing because you think, is this still a flashback, or are we in present again, or what? 
and well, it's not too hard to figure out, but it, when we first watched the episode, it was kind of confusing. And I think that could have written better. I think the, uh, the writing is something that, well, that could be improved. Obviously, it's a kid's show, but um, which leads us to the dialogues. So um, the dialogues are uh, basically okay. Dialogues are not bad, but um, you can notice that they, uh, the target audience is um, well, a kid's audience. So um, kids from maybe 6 to 12, 14 years in age. And, um, well, um, you can tell that the... Um, well, the dialects for some of the characters are not that mature as in Bionicle, for example. Although I have to concede uh, that uh, the di- there are certain glory moments as far as the dialects are concerned. Not many, admittedly, but there are some glory moments as far as the dialects are concerned. Oh, and However, all in all, I would say in the dialects are um, well, not the part that stands out the animation series. So I think uh, else I wanted to note about the writing is that there are a few characters, uh, one particular, Ares the Eagle, where the writing does not at all correlate with the... The official version yeah, of the character. Yeah, with the description of the character, because Ares is described to be certain things which really don't apply she's to, the, to her in the, in, the, in the series. For example, she's said to be quick-thinking, there you've got a scene where Gregor is racing her with a speeder. She's sitting inside her speeder, and instead of flying away or running away or whatever, she's just trying to get her speeder running and failing and screaming because Gregor's racing her. And that's a that's a part of wonder. Seriously, she she could just walk off or fly off. She swings. So, well, I don't that know. was a very painful scene. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of painful to watch. The thing is. And, and you, you kind of wonder, so did one team write the bias on the website and another team entirely write the story? Because that, that doesn't really make sense. Uh, from what I read, um, Eris' character is more true to her official description in the following episodes. I cannot confirm that, but I'm just going to trust the comments of Fred so far. But uh, still, it's just... This kind of stood out to me. It was kind of glaring watching that scene, and yeah, kind of painful. As my brother said, really. And I, to be honest, I wasn't very fond of the voice of uh, a voice actress and a few other voice actress either. But maybe it's just it's just personal feeling. Uh, I I wouldn't say the voice actors are particularly bad either. It just seemed kind of. Well, they generally not very outstanding. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. Well, not, at least, uh, well, the voice actors are not as good as uh, those from Ninjago, and I wouldn't yeah. probably not even as good, in, not as good as those from Bionic. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say they are bad. It's just, I think. No, no, of course no, not. No, they were. They're just maybe a bit annoying. That's also part. That's also because of how the characters are written. Because, for example, Laval and many of them just see like. Immature teenagers, and they seem, and they are a bit annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. So this is basically something where, uh, well, Bionicle and Ninjago are much better than uh, Chima. Bionicle and particularly Ninjago always managed to bring in likable characters. Uh, I must say the characters from Ninjago, so the four ninja, Cole, Jay, Zane, and 
Kai are even more likable at times than the um, characters from Bionicle because they offer more identification possibilities. But um, the characters from, um, well, from Chima are mostly annoying, I have to say. Well, you do have to remember that you guys aren't exactly in the target audience, so yeah, that probably explains a bunch, you know, a bunch of uh, some of the the things, you know, with the the dialogue and the character uh, personalities. Um, so, how about yeah. the the animation of the show, and how so? How does it look, and um, do, do you think it captures the sets and the characters well? Um, well, I think the animation does stand out to be quite good. Well. There were a few, a few kind of choppy scenes. There was a scene in particular where Laval walks kind of, I don't know, he walks very, he has a very strange way of walking in one scene, but generally it's the animation is superior to that of Nojago, actually. So the textures and everything seems quite well done. There's there, Well, there are several scenes taking place inside a forest, and those are very detailed and quite beautiful to look at. So the animation is definitely uh, not something we can really complain about, I think. Uh, do we want to add anything? Um, well, no, I basically just um, agree with what you said. Um, animation is, well, very well done. I was just thinking the walking animations are actually like that, not just for Laval, but actually for all uh, characters. I might correct you. Mm. For example, um, I'm thinking of a particular scene where there is a, a well, a major uh, combat between the crocodile tribe and the lion tribe, and there you can see all minifigures walking like that, in this well, rather odd manner. And well, compared to that, the animation from Ninjago was actually better. However, the um, quality of the textures and the models is uh, indeed very high and probably even better than that of Ninjago. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, we, we uh, where well, we said we wanted to compare to Bionicle as well. Now, of course, the animation is much better than that of the first three movies, mm -hmm. no question. Those are also, but those are older as well, so that's the point. But they are not better. Uh, the animation is not better than uh, Bionicle the Legend Reborn mm. animation standard. No, I, I'd, I'd say it's just as well. I wouldn't well, really say it's, but hmm? at least the textures are much better and much yeah, more detailed uh, in Bionicle the Legend Reborn, which is, well, uh, threshold animation studios does very uh, detailed textures from movies. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, so, how about um, the music and uh, the sound effects and other sound design? Um, how did it really capture uh, the theme of Chima and the uh, the story? First of all, about, uh, as far as sound effects are concerned, there's something that stood out to me. Um, maybe that in, I think all those you know those goofy scenes where someone trips or oh yes stuff like that. Um, there, there. So there are cartoony noises there, like um, well, I can't really imitate one right now. But when you watch one, you'll you'll notice uh, right away that every time something goofy happens, you'll have a cartoon noise in the background. 
that's something that Jago did not have, and Bionicle certainly didn't. It's something that personally, well, I find it a bit annoying. It's not something that, um, well, it's not something that really um, hinders the enjoyment, but um, see, I, it did annoy me a bit, but well, it's okay, I guess. I guess it's also a matter of taste. Probably this, um, you know, maybe this is also to, um, well, make it more, um, yeah, I think more child friendly to, uh, well, drop a bit of the tension in the fight scene, for example. I think it's also simply not being used to it because, well, if you watch a, uh, a goofier Mickey Mouse movie or something like that, you, you won't mind those noises at all. It's simply that kind of came surprising you don't and you aren't used to that in a lego movie it's also that kind of conflicting with the because when when you read the the promotional material the basic document it actually sounds, sounds kind of epic more epic than Jago was i'm not uh, i don't think it's more epic than bionicle but it does sound more epic than Jago. then you watch episodes and notice it's it's actually more kiddie than Jago, and it's a bit conflicting and I think that's also part of the reason why those those cartoon noises came uh, that came over uh, kind of annoying to me because um, I think when we started watching, we were expecting something more epic than that, and then well, we get those cartoon noises and all that, and it was um, I can say I'm not sure if I can say it, it was a letdown because well, we have to consider tired audience and all that, and in but. It wasn't really entirely what I ex- what I expected when we first saw clips from Chima and pictures. I expected this. I expected the speed to take a more epic approach than Jago did. So it's kind of there's some clash between the the music and the sound design that they didn't really match each other. Mm, well, we haven't actually talked about the music uh, yet, but uh, well. I think there's not much to say about the music because it doesn't stand out. I think this is a very, well, this is a grave problem with uh, with um, Chima. That nothing really manages to stand out because, um, well, in Bionicle, of course, we had things that stood out. And in Jago, we have had things that stood out as well. But in uh, Chima, there is nothing that really... Uh, catches your attention that makes you think, oh, this is really cool, this is uh, epic even. Uh, we, we don't have that in Chima, which is probably a major problem. Well, for some people it's probably not a problem, but uh, for me it is a problem, particularly because I was expecting uh, a rather epic storyline. And, well, you need an epic soundtrack to um, create the correct atmosphere for an epic storyline. Yeah, I think the, the soundtrack is kind of comparable to that of The Letter Reborn in several ways. It's, mm-hmm. it's not bad if you listen to uh, soundtrack uh, to, to part of the soundtrack. It, well, it sounds good. It's just, it just doesn't really stand out. And that was also an issue with Letter Reborn. I think if you remember the first three movies had really good music by that at first and then we got music that wasn't bad but wasn't that epic and didn't have the same atmosphere. Whereas Ninjago had a fantastic score in my opinion and Shima is 
and it's kind of failing to achieve that. As I said, the soundtrack isn't bad. It it just doesn't stand out like the one we even have the. I have the one from every song from the well, every song that the and that the composers have released on their website on my mobile phone and often listen to them because I really find most of that that great. But um, I don't even know who the Chima soundtrack composed. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> so, okay. But, well, I guess yeah. I guess I guess that's not. Um, so much of an issue because they can how many kids are going to care as much about the soundtrack i think most of them just want to watch the movie and play with the toys and they're not really going to pay that much, that much attention to the music so that's a, that's a minor issue and yeah if, i i definitely think though that the soundtrack can make or break the the show i mean if it's you know, yeah, if it's exactly. if it's really good, you're actually just not going to even notice it because it it makes things look go that much better and it just fits everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if it's just kind of so so, you know, it's not going to make the show better, but it won't hurt it either. So, um, you know, and for for a kids' TV show, you're not expecting something amazing. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's just like Chima's uh, not really well. We are having. Um, we're trying to judge the series with awful expectations, but, uh, well, I guess those are probably the wrong expectations because Chima is not a complex, uh, well, not a complex construct by Lego, um, which tries to satisfy uh, the, um, well, the necessities of the fans for a complex storyline, but it is... um, it delivers a storyline, but which is uh, which has the function or the goal of um, giving an inspiration to the kids, um, so they can well develop, have a basic story, basic um, basic pattern around which they can develop their own Chima gameplay. Yeah, but I think it is uh, Chima is going to succeed in all that, and those are the goals that really matter for. Um, Kids toy. Recently, I was in the toy store and I looked at the Chima sets in the display, and I really thought and felt. I bet the kids are really crazy for this because I looked at the box and the sets really look. They, they look kind of good, kind of good. Well, they're actually great. I I, I mentioned um, that if I was still a kid, I'm sure I would have loved those toys. So, and um, well, I think that's the, that's the main part. I think that the kids toy. This really isn't there to satisfy and please the adult fans. Although, of course, if it does please them, the better. But the main goal is to is please the kids and that it's fun to them. And, and I definitely think Chima succeeds at that. So I think we, I think Chima can be considered a well a successful theme. Well, not we. I can't really, we can't tell yet. If it's going to be successful as far as sales go, I haven't heard anything suggesting the opposite. So I do think the Chima sets are fairly are selling fairly well. I don't know if they're selling as well as in Chago, but I certainly haven't heard or noticed anything that could imply that the sets are selling badly. And I know that Chima is planned for at least 2015, I think. Oh, I had not heard that, but um, hopefully that's a good sign. Yeah, maybe it's just a rumor. Uh, I've definitely heard about that. And, well, three years is kind of the 
standard run for a story theme, which is actually quite interesting because Ninjago is going to return next year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So there will be two similar series, Ninjago and Chima, running at the same time. And I wonder if this will be a successful mix. Yeah, so of course fears are that the two story feeds could cannibalize each other. And of course, perhaps not as far as the story comes, but as far as the sets are concerned, there are definitely a lot of similarities. Especially mm. if you observe the the 2012 Ninjago sets with a the snake theme and compare them to the animal feed sets of Chima, they have they have a very similar style. You can tell they have the same designers behind and the same philosophy. So, of course, now that both uh, so vehicles are both animal-inspired. And well, I have the impression both Chima and Ninjago seem to follow the philosophy, the crazier, the better, at least as far as the sets are concerned. Yeah, but then again, so if you... Mm -hmm. Well, if you take a look at these years and this year's Ninjago sets, who are more technical, I think I don't really think it's um, that uh, Chima and Ninjago sets are going. Well, of course we haven't seen the sets here, but I, I think Lego knows what they're doing, and they are designed sets that won't cannibalize each other's sales. Especially also considering that it was only recently, well, re quite recently decided that Ninjago is going to continue next year. It was planned to end this year. So I also doubt that Ninjago will have a, a huge wave of sets like it had last year. It will probably be larger than this wave, this year's wave, but um, smaller than last year's wave or even the first year's wave. So it will kind of accompany the Chiba sets, but not try to to uh, overcome. There's uh, no, not overcome, but to, um, undercut the the sales of Chima, right? Uh, Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm sure Lego has uh, people who, you know doing the marketing research for that to ensure that um, you know having two similar lines like that isn't going to uh, hurt their sales overall. Yeah, I think I think it's also the first time that Lego is doing something like that having to. Uh, although, actually, when you consider in 2004, five. Well, there was Bionicle and Knight's Kingdom, who was, which was also story theme, running at the same time. Right, mm -hmm. and we also had overlap between Bionicle and Exoforce, uh, which yeah, was story theme. Of course, I didn't. Of course, that. I think you know those were kind of different, though, in that Bionicle was almost purely the construction. I mean, there were some play sets, but construction was always the focus, whereas. Um, Exo Force was more, you know, set focused. Knight's Kingdom mm -hmm. was kind of a combination, though. So that, you know, I, I think that proved though that they can do both. Um, so hopefully, they'll uh, they'll keep on, uh, you know, going with the the two themes. And when uh, one starts dipping down in sales and they replace it with something else, you know, just keep the other one going to kind of have a couple different stories for for the kids to uh, to be interested in and to play with. Then again, Knight's Kingdom didn't seem to sell particularly good, did it? Uh, uh, well, particularly well. Sorry. Um, well, I, I do think I do think it sold quite well, at least in the first two years of first year. Then the third year declined, kind of like Exoforce did. 
Mm, well, it seems that most, uh, if anything, kind of third year for whatever reason, probably because the original fans have grown out of it or something. I'm oh, also uh, thinking of Alpha Team right now. Uh, uh, I'm not sure Alpha Team. Well, that's off topic now. I, I, I just, I don't think Alpha Team really climbed, but that's off topic now. No, yeah, Alpha Team didn't really ever have uh, as much of a story, but I think I think you're right. We are kind of getting away from the uh, the Chima TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so true. so let's turn the car around and head back over there. Um, so I guess we kind of left off. We finished up the the music and sound design, um, and obviously we've been talking through this whole thing about how the show uh, compares to the shows we've seen previously with Ninjago and Bonacle. Uh Do you have any other thoughts or comparisons to to make between them? Well, yes, actually, I've uh, noticed that we haven't compared uh, Chima to the Hero Factory series. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we completely forgot about that. Well, basically, I would say um, Chima is, uh, well, similar to the Hero Factory series in the sense that it does mainly not stand out. I have pretty much the same feeling about uh, Chima that I have about Hero Factory, Um, you know, that there's just nothing that makes me say, wow, this is something that I find really epic. Um, still, I will continue to watch both Hero Factory and Chima simply because, well, the animated Lego themes. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically uh, well, But the main I would reason. say, um, well, Chima's just that I do think it's going to have or already has uh, kind of superior writing to that of Hero Factory. Mm-hmm. The writing of Hero Factory is always being a major complaint because it's... Um, well, well, it's, it's a, been rather mediocre. Yeah, so I think, I hope Chima's writing will uh, be superior of that of Hero Factory. Uh, not because I wish Hero Factory better or something like that, simply because, well, I'd like to see Chima succeed as well. However, there have been... Well, a few Hero Factory episodes, which were, well, quite Yeah, of course, that's, that's not to say all Hero Factory episodes are bad. Um, we were... It's just, yeah, it's just fact, the main impression. Yes, as a matter of fact, we were watching the Brain Attack episode right now before you called us. <laughs> yeah, so, and I think um, we already know that at least Hero Factory will be back next year. So, um, obviously, that's not hurting either. And I guess we could say that even that there's uh, three story themes going on at the same time then, uh, since True. we forgot about Hero Factory there before. Uh, any other closing thoughts about the show? Mm, well, Jerry, I'd say um, I, I, don't, I, I doubt I'll uh, or we grow as fond of Chima as we grew fond of Ninja, but I'm, w- I'm certainly willing to give it a chance. And I think I do think it's can can be quite good. So, um, the episodes three and four are going to air here in Germany in three weeks, I think. So we're mainly going to watch them when they uh, when they broadcast on TV, and well, see how the story and the series evolves. Well, basically, I uh, will join you with your opinion. Uh, the first impression I got of Chima uh, from the TV series is that this is nothing. Um, extraordinary, but uh, I think I have to watch the least two more episodes to come to a well a more final conclusion and more final judgment about the series as a whole. Okay, 
Well, um, that sounds at least like it has some potential, and hopefully with these future episodes, it's able to to rise to that and improve and uh, really capture the attention of, of all the viewers, even the, the target audience and AFOLs like you guys alike. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and talking about it. No problem. Thanks and uh, I might have to go see if I can track down those episodes and uh, watch them now. Well, um, yeah, sure, do that. I don't think you will regret it. I mean, yeah, um, if you have, um, well, if you have some free time, it can't hurt, really. Yeah, for, um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, at least here in Germany, a DVD is going to be released with the first four episodes. I can't remember right now if the US is going to get something like that as well, but um, it would definitely make sense. So, uh, well, I don't know if you want to buy the DVD, but for the Chima fans out there, I guess it's something you'd want to look uh, look out for. All right. Good to know. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> See you. And with that, another episode of the BZ Powercast is nearly at an end. Thank you all again for listening. As always, we want to hear your feedback, which you can leave in the talkback topic on the forums, by leaving us a review or rating on iTunes, or by sending an email to powercast.bzpower.com. That's all I have for this time, so I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Holly Husky and Janice to take things home. Talk to you next month. Bionicle. Comic 4? The Bowrock Saga, part 1 of 6. The Bowrock Awake. A dramatic reading by... Holly Husky. And Janus Janus. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. You can read along with us in your book. You know it is time to turn the pain man time around like this. Oh. The Toa have won a great victory in their first confrontation with Makuta. This part's so boring. Shut up. At last, they believe Matanui and its people to be safe. But they're wrong. It begins with the appearance of small, scurrying creatures called Borak Va, scouts and heralds for a more powerful species. As the Toa ascend to the surface, they can hear the sounds of chaos coming from above. <laughs> Matanui is threatened anew by swarms of strange creatures, whose dark secrets will change life on the island forever. Did that actually happen? I don't know. Even a Toa can know fear when the Borok awake. If you wake one, you wake them all. They're very light sleepers. <sighs> a few hours ago, Matanui was peaceful and quiet. Now the ground shakes, and the air is heavy with the smoke of a thousand fires. <clears throat> From every side come the sounds of ancient trees falling, rivers boiling away, and mountains crumbling to dust. Crack, boom, crash. Oh no. One question now burns in the mind of every Toa. What is happening? I thought we had finished our quest. Victory might have been an illusion, Lewa. Look. It's one of Tahu's villagers. Snake, what brings you to heaven, Dakaru? What's he saying, Tahu? Aww. 
We will return to Zagora immediately. We shall all go to Ahu. If there is a threat to your village, it is a threat to all of our people. I think that's you, Anua. Uh, yeah, because it's a black colored blob. Whoa. <laughs> I have just one question. Oh, no, it's Pohatu. Oh, so it is. How confusing. <laughs> I, like, have just one question. What's that, Pohatu? Like, what is a bow rock, even? I fear we have just found out. The bow rock awake. Yeah. Aww. Stay here, These don't look like any Rahi I've ever seen. Let's see how they stand up to a cyclone. What? Ice making me too heavy to stay in the air. I'm falling. Chicked, 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 chicked. Stay away from him, This is like crazy. They aren't harming the villagers. They even ignore us unless we get like right in their way. Then why all this chaos? What can they hope to gain from it? Pohatu, their powers are causing an avalanche. Chick, 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 chick. Chick-fil-A. Move! Crash, shh, 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 woof. Aww. lies in their numbers. They will gotta combine your powers. The rest of them will hold them off. Cracked. Cracked. Close, monster, but not close enough. Water. Wind. Earth, fire, heart. By your powers combined. <laughs> Together we can, like, summon the might of the storm. Crackoom. Aww. <laughs> it worked, Golly. They're fleeing, Golly. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone for now. They left us a prisoner too. But what's that in his head? <laughs> I know the answers you seek, Toe of Stone, though I wish I did not. To rag of a comma. Ugh. We have known the legends of the Borok for centuries, and we prayed they were only that legends. But the Borok are real, all too real. I should know this, because I saw them in Metro Nui. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> it is said the Borak sleep in eternal sleep, waiting to hatch. Once awakened, the swarms are unstoppable. A force so powerful, they can reduce mountains to rubble, and turn life-giving rivers dry as the desert sands. Worse, these creatures do not work alone. <laughs> Each Borak carries within it a Krana. Their greatest strength, also their greatest weakness. Even the mightiest of Borok can be humbled if parted from their crana. They're kind of helpless. Aww. These are the swarms of the Borok. Two you have already encountered. The Kohrak, with their icy blasts, and the Pahrak, who would turn mountains to crumbling stone. There are also the treacherous Galak, masters of the flood tide. The fiery tent... Why is that one blue? Where? It's blue. Why is that one blue? Because it's special. Keep reading. Capable of melting through any substance. The powerful Nuvok who work below. And most dangerous of all, the Layback, 
whose acid venom can dissolve even solid rock. Now that the swarms have awakened, only one hope remains. Hulk. Does that hurt? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. You must collect eight breeds of Krana from each Borok swarm. They will unlock the secret to their defeat. How do you know so much about these creatures, Raga? There will be time later to reveal all Toa of Fire. Like, in the movie. But beware, when warned, the Krana can steal the mind. Not even the Toa might not be able... <laughs> and even the Toa might not be able to resist its power. <clears throat> Return me all the evidence gathering this Krana for the same mountain or anything other than myself. Let us hope they do not gather us first. Farewell. The Outskirts of Lake Horo. Trigamatau and the villagers are brave and resourceful, but I still pray the Borak haven't reached Lake Horo. Greetings, Lewa, Torvarpal! We have been waiting for you, huh? Ho ho! <laughs> to be continued. Are you sure you're ready? No, I'm ready. Actually, let me get something to drink here because my my lips are a little weird. It's really dry. Oh, right here, right now. Be right back. Okie doke. All right. All right. Okay, I think I'm ready to go now. Doing some vocal exercises there. Mm -hmm. 